MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action hour number three into the night from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, tell the truth. How much preseason basketball are you watching back there? Uh, I mean, I, I watched it until the uh, baseball game started, and I've watched it every night when I've gone home. <laughs> Bull Bull had an amazing game. I'm like, why do we have the Cavaliers, Hawks, and Jazz Mavericks <laughs> games up here? Because Kelly's watching them. And if, if you need a CFL update, too, the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, lead Toronto 9-8 to currently. In oh. The, at the end of the second quarter, halftime. 9-8. to eight. Did they take any rouges? Is there any rouges happening in those games? I don't know. I haven't really been tracking that. That's not hmm. on TV here in the U.S. You don't bet preseason hoops, do you? No, no, not at all. But it's I think it's a great way to get an ideal idea for the teams and what the benches are going to look like. That's where the guys are getting a lot of uh, playing time. Uh, if I if I was in charge of the Detroit Pistons, I would probably tell them to sit down Jeremy Grant, though. That is some, for some reason played twenty four minutes tonight, scored nineteen points, and is still in the game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that in the preseason. Yeah. I, the NBA preseason's good. It needs like it should be one or two less games. I think it's like six or seven. And, like, at least you get the, the star players get some playing time. They get warmed up for the season. They don't mess around, though. It's a quick preseason. You get right to it. How quickly do you, and this is for you too, Matt, how quickly do you guys start betting NBA from the outset of the regular season? Mm, I'll wait a week. I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait a week. I try to watch as I try to watch as much as humanly possible in that first week and then get a better sense of the rotations and stuff and things like that, and then and then I'll start really getting in. Yeah, I would say from the outset, Gil, but it's light. And then I think it's it's always on, you know, teams that I think I have 
a perceived edge on going into the into this into the season that I think the books might be a little off of. Try to capitalize on that early. Don't get me wrong. Does that backfire time to time? Yes, it does. And then it's like Matt said, take take a week or two off, sit back, really get a feel for the teams, and jump back in. Hey, look, 2021 National League MVP Juan Soto is at uh, Chavez Ravine tonight wearing a uh, Nationals Trey Turner jersey. He is. He's out there. I'm trying to wonder why why Jeremy just yelled Soto into my ear. Soto, baby. <laughs> They also show, showed Irvin Magic Johnson as well. They did. And his, and his wife, Cookie. You want to be thorough about it. <laughs> One to nothing. St. Louis. Paul Goldschmidt leading off the uh, top of the third against Max Scherzer. Already running up the count to 2-1. and one. And the 2-1 pitch before we get to golf. Low. Make it 3-1. and one. All right. So this week, we're back in golf. The Shriners Hospital for Children Open Odds, which, Kelly, you said before the show, and I tend to agree with you. Not the sexiest name for a uh, golf tournament, but it's all for a good cause. That's right. Folks over at Shriners. And Brooks Kepka is your short shot to win this 16-1. to 1. Louis Oosthuizen and Webb Simpson, along with Abraham Answer, all at 18-1. to 1. Victor Hovland leads the 20-1 to 1 and longer crew. Take it away, boys. How'd you bet this? Matt? Yeah, so TPC Summerlin right down the road here, uh, par 71, 7,255 yards, bent grass greens. Uh, you just mentioned some of those t- of the top players. 11 of the top 25 players in the world are actually in this thing. Brooks Koepka, Oosthuizen, uh, Sung Jay's in there, Hideki, Victor Hovland, Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed, Wills Alatora. So there's some big-name guys that are playing this for sure. Four of the last five winning scores were at 20 under or better. So this is just a score fest, right? It's a birdie fest. It's a score fest, in, which is how I went about going and kind of picking the guys that I wanted to go to. This week, six of the 11 par fours are between 400 and 450 yards. So that was another metric that I kind of looked into as well as to which guys go after that. But again, it's not a particularly long course. It's not a particular, if you look at these, you know, past winners right here, it's not one where you have to be long. I mean, you do see Bryson on there, but outside of that, I mean, no, nobody else is is super long hitters at all. And so you start to really start to break this down. And and I was just looking for some of the guys that I think can go out and, and score a ton and maybe won't go down to the strip the night before and get uh, get hammered and end <laughs> up at, at one of the adult what, entertainment clubs. What happened in 2017 that Cantlay won it at nine yes. under? I don't know. It must uh, have been a blizzard here. Crazy winds. That's what <laughs> it was. Oh, that was, that cra- what it was? Crazy wind conditions, yes. Had otherwise, to be otherwise this is, yes, a birdie fest year in, year out. Now, yeah. it is freezing here this week, though. So, they need to, the guys are going to have to. Free, freezing for us. Freezing for I woke up this morning, it was 65 degrees. That is, like, absurd. Oh, my God. That's silly. Jeez. I threw on my hoodie, went on about my day. You've become so Las Vegas soft. I mean, yeah, yeah, but, really, yeah. yeah seriously. But, uh, I mean, Kelly, pretty straightforward for me. I look for scores. I look for guys that um, I look for guys that are pretty solid on the approach. You know, as we do pretty much every single week. I looked for guys that were pretty decent at the 400, 455, 450 yard par fours, and outside of that, that was really about it. Like I didn't look too crazy beyond that. And again, this this earlier part. It's funny, Gilly, this great little segue that you asked about the NBA thing. So it's the same thing that I'm going through right now with golf, right? So I bet far lighter in golf in this kind of winter swing than I do whenever we get really get into it, you know, in the, in the thick of the season, because again, a lot of these guys early on are working through some stuff. They're trying to figure things out. A lot of guys will try out new clubs and new balls and new, you know, like stuff like that. Like they're like, people are in experimental phases, you know, in, in this part of the year. And so, and so why go crazy into that? I don't go crazy. Yeah. Right. And so I just gather information usually and, and kind of go from there. And so 
I only played four outright, so Kelly let me know that there are some people putting up some some top tens and top twenties in town. Thanks for that. Thanks. Don't know why we can't do that every tournament. Pretty sure yes. it only it's only because there's a tournament here in <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas. But yeah. yes, yes. Thanks for that. So maybe I'll go in and look at some of those a little bit later. At least Kelly did, so he can give you his his card. But mine's short. Four outrights. Look, Webb Simpson. He's got course history here as well. He's a guy that is he's first in the field and birdies are better gained in the last 24 rounds. And so entering in fairly decent uh, form from a scoring standpoint. And so Webb at 25 to one got on the card. Mito Pereira is another guy, another elite scorer that made it onto the card. He gained an approach at, at, at last week and just couldn't putt at all, yeah. you know? And, and so this is bent grass. He's exponentially better on bent grass. And so I look, I look to see, him, uh, you know, really, he's a guy that I think is going to be maybe this year's, you know, maybe Joaquin Neiman slash Sam Burns, where it's like, I think he's going to find himself in a lot of top 20s. Maybe not win a ton, but like yeah, be, be in top 20s and things like that. But I mean, he has five top six finishes in his last 10 starts on the PGA and Corn Ferry Tour. So a it's guy a young that can, skilled player, man, who's got, yeah, I think he, he won have, one of those tournaments at 27 under, so yeah. he can score. That's yeah, he the can thing. score. I, I, he's one. I was, I played him last week. This is one like Matt, like kind of looking at this, this week, you know, like he finished, I don't know. It was, did you have a finishing place on him last week? I don't know. It was like 30th or something, mm-hmm. but it, the whole top of the leaderboard was jammed because it was a big time scorers course. So I looked at it. I'm like, there's no, I, you know, I did run the models and stats and everything on this, this week. It was just, there's no, if I played him last week, there was no reason not to play him again mm-hmm. this week. So, yeah, he made my card. And then, yeah, looking for scores and looking for guys that I, I just don't know if are valued high enough. And the one, I mean, the one I keep coming back to, Jason Kokrak, Jason Kokrak and Chez Reeve, I would say the only two guys that finished top 10 in my model mm-hmm. for the last 12 to last 24, last 36 rounds. I usually play those. Uh, those are usually what I'm looking for when I'm cr- when I am running the models. Yeah, uh, Kokrak sixty to one. I don't know how this guy can't like. Why is he getting no? Re- he still gets no respect. I mean, sixty to one is a number. Yeah. Like it, he should be shorter than that. So a bit of a numbers play. A bit of a guy I do like this week. He, he, not a lot of tournament history here. Uh, you know, not not a course he's torn up. But Kokrak is a scorer. He especially if he's putting mm-hmm. like he did this past season. So. Played him at top 20, played him outright, like him there. Mito Pereira, Joaquin Neiman's a guy that I think that he's another guy that can go low, low on these easy courses, just waiting to get that yeah. win. You know what I mean? I think he's a guy I'm going to be betting a lot until he kind of gets that because he's got every, he's got every shot in the, in the game. One guy I did play here that does a little bit more course uh, history uh, related, and Joaquin Neiman has played well at this mm-hmm. uh well, this tournament before as well, but Ryan Moore was one I latched on to. He did pop up in the bottles a little bit more of a longer shot. He is ninth here over the past five past five years in uh, tournament history over strokes gained total. So he was a guy who played what one fifty to one. I also splashed a couple of first round leaders. Matthew Wolf, I played. Uh, a first-round leader bet on Matt. Really wanted to play him this week. Number was way too low, though. Best mm-hmm. you could get was like fifty to one. Uh, he he needs to prove more to get it before I bet a number like that. So I, I'll tell you on these low-scoring courses, though, it really does it changes how we bet these things, Gil. Because I think there's there's not as much value in betting matchups. There's not as much value in betting top twenties when you have a lot of guys that can score low mm-hmm. in the field. So right. Matt, that's really where I'm like, I'm mainly just betting a few outrights, betting a few first round leaders. Cause that's where there's more variance. You might be able to cash one of those in a situation like this. So 
that's really the difference of how I'm betting tournaments like this. And yeah. honestly, I'm getting a little tired of them over the past couple months where it's like super low scoring courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I, the only other guy I had on was Garrick Higo. He's I had him at, I have him at 168 to one. He's a guy that I played a couple different times last season. If you've been with the show a while, he's another guy that can score, did much of his, did a bunch of his, his best work, not in the States, but um, he is a guy that is 28th in this field in birdies are better gained. He's 24th in this field in birdies gained. So he's a guy that can score as well. So he's in the top 30 inside when we're looking at those metrics, but he's way down at 168 to one. And so he's another guy that has, has won tournaments outside of the United States. He's gone. He's gotten really hot. He's gotten, he's shot low scores before. So another guy that I'm looking to, uh, to, to maybe hit a bomb on here. But again, I'm, I'm more, kind of soaking in everything. I think some of these guys are, are really going to, I love what Sam Burns did this week, despite the fact how he had an awesome year last year. He played in these early tournaments, yes. like going out and, and, and kind of proving like, Hey, I'm going to be a force this year. And I'm trying to look and see if some of these guys can, can go and do that. Corey Connors. I played as well, just cause he's an elite. He's a super, super elite ball striker. He just can't putt. If his putter could ever get going, then he, he'd win like every other time. I think Burns proved last year too that you you got to play a little bit more of these fall tur- mm-hmm. fall tournaments if you're going to be in it at the end for the FedEx Cup point race because that mm-hmm. way he was a guy that was right there and a lot of it because he was able to rack up some of these points early on last year. I think the point though about you sort of treading lightly here mm-hmm. or just playing so much less than you normally do is is a super important point, super insightful point. Because the bets that you don't make or the bets that you go easy on are just as important, Mm -hmm. if you want to be good at this, as though you go in hard on. Knowing what to bet and what not to, part and parcel with being good at this. We'll come back, among other things, Andy McNeil on hockey. Max Scherzer, 60 pitches in through three innings, one to nothing Cardinals. Coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we uh, resume this game in the bottom of the third. Cody Bellinger walks to lead off the bottom of the third. Get Cardinals up one to nothing. And so now Max Scherzer in the nine hole is going to try to bunt him over. This could be special. We'll see what happens here. Wainwright, the pitch, the 0-1 pitch. Scherzer gets out of the way. Ball high, one and one. Uh, Live line on this right now. Like how are are the Dodgers close to what they were pre-flop in this? What are they now? Let's see. Uh, looks like we are locked up right now. Yeah, something is about to happen. Something's about to happen. He's probably going to move him over, I'm guessing. When it went locked, though, the Dodgers were minus 195. Minus one. So yeah. basically what they were pre-flop, maybe a few pennies lower. Yeah. So here's the, no, nothing happened there. I'm told our broadcast here tonight is like one and a half to two pitches behind what is actually happening in real time. Like it's it's considerably slower tonight on delay. I yeah. believe this. Yeah. Yeah. It's always tough to figure out. Okay, that. Kelly's gonna get us a, a new Kelly's gonna get us a new viewing system in here. <laughs> I don't think your solution's gonna be any faster, but okay. <laughs> All right. Now the two one pitch. We'll see what happens here. And here's no, no, so still nothing. Three and one. By the way, Wainwright, you may want to throw it in the strike zone here. You know what, Gil, we might be a little behind. Yeah. But at least we haven't uh, missed an entire home run or anything. So. No. <laughs> a Stantonian blast. What did I do? What did I see? <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> so Vaskersian messed it up too? I didn't know that. I, don't, I never heard his, but that's, yeah. the tweets uh, were, were making it seem that way last night during the game. So do you think that both John Sterling and John Sterling were talking about the Yankees broadcast, how they messed up the uh, 
the the Giancarlo Stanton. There is a bunt. Scherzer gets it down. Wainwright's only play is to first, so a successful sacrifice. And so Bellinger is at second with one out, bottom of the third. Um, John Sterling's call of that Stanton, what ended up being a, a massive single high off the monster instead of being a Stantonian blast over the monster. Um, do you think that both he and Vaskersian were looking at the monitor of the actual ESPN? I mean, in the case of Vaskersian, probably so. Had to have been. But was Sterling doing that too? That he thought it was because of the cameraman completely fooled everybody on that. He's like, oh, look, it's going. I thought it was a blast, right? I think I said to the moon off air. Yes. <laughs> we all kind of thought, yeah, yeah. the figured this out. We got that Sterling call from last night. Oh, so. we allowed to play it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it goes a little something like this. The pitch to Stanton. Drew, there it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Out of the ballpark. A Stantonian home run. Now, what did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? He's in first base. That's tough, man. Rough night at short tonight for the Cardinals. This is, this. Uh, oh, boy. And Mundo Sosa does not get a hold of that one either. Yeah. And so no advance from Bellinger from second, but Betts gets on first base and Sosa just shaking his head. Because this is this is about the third one tonight yes. where he has bobbled or booted or yes. Oh, that one he had in his glove. Yeah, that was like a mistimed jump a little bit. He uh, no, it just hit the yeah, heel. Yeah, hit the I mean, heel of his glove. Just, just straight missed it. Yeah. So Mookie's first time up. Yeah, he again. It was remember it was just he. It was a line drive, but right again misplay. Then didn't roll the double play, and then in that one as well. So that's, that's right. at least three off the top of our head yep. already. First and second for the Dodgers now. One out, bottom of the third, and now it's the great Corey Seager. What a what a beautiful swing Corey Seager has. One of those lines we were watching yesterday, guys. And again, I don't I don't know why. I don't know for what reason, but it is. It is pretty much predominantly eight and a half now, New England over the Texans. So the Texans took money in this game for whatever reason. <laughs> well, you know, that's a bad saying. Like, they took money. So they took money, Gil. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what we're saying yesterday. Like, how is this coming? This is coming down in teaser range. Like, they keep taking money. Well, who, give me the profile of the better who goes in and says, yep, I'm going to take some Houston. Texans right here. I I know there are some people who say I'm just going to play. I'm strictly just going to play a number because it is it's the NFL and you know Team X can't be that much better than Team B. But th- this Texans team is just bad. I mean it. They are they are really bad. So yeah, I don't know. But I mean, listen, that is that is a full fledged Kelly. We we gave you grief yesterday, but it is a full fledged. Teaser leg now, if you wanted to go that direction with the Patriots, uh, eight and a half, pretty much across the board. South Point standing point. firm at nine and a half, though. They're like, no, 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 no. We're going to go nine and a half. <laughs> We're not dropping it down even to nine. Chris is not playing by your rules. Yeah, he ain't playing by those rules. By the way, that was ruled an infield single for bets because you can't assume. Yes. I mean, I guess play. the argument, the argument for the Texans side is that you're at home catching that many points against a New England offense that has not been able to consistently string together drives at ended points, yeah. really. Right. I mean, oh, have not scored many points this whole season. You're hundred percent right. That is the argument. It's just But I'm not putting my money on the table. Yeah, I, mean, on that. I mean, there's 
every once in a while there's a team that is so bad that and I I've I've asked this question on the Beating the Book podcast and even the Betting Dork podcast before that. I that long ago. I just remember every year there's a team that's really bad and you ask whoever your guest is, or is this team so bad that any other handicapping rule that you would apply generally in this kind of situation, you just have to toss out the window. They're just that bad, and that's the end of the story. And I think the Texans are going into that range. Okay, I'm really glad you asked that question tonight because I wanted to kind of frame that same sort of question tonight with the betting against the Jaguars this weekend. Is this team in such a dysfunctional yes. mode that you are just you should just bet blindly against well, this exactly team? what I asked Lombardi. So today. it's at flat four right now at three different books out there. So it's come off the four and a half. It's at flat four right now. And A.J. Brown got in a limited practice today. He practiced? Um, yeah. A.J. Brown got in a limited practice today. That might be all I need to hear. So, again. I mean, and you like, already know the numbers been the numbers adjusting simply from the Jets beating the Titans last week, yeah. too. Like, the number's lower, shorter than what it, what it would have been on the look-ahead last week. So one of the things to take into consideration here is if you are leaning towards the Titans anyway, if A.J. Brown officially gets ruled in, you are not going to see a flat four anymore. So it, it, the time the time is now if you're if you're going to go that route. I think I think I'm I think I'm sticking Titans in a, either in money line parlay or I'm just laying the four and I I, I kind of feel that way about the Jags this week, Gil. It's like I I'm going to bet it. And just look the other way. Whatever happens, happens. But it feels like this team is so dysfunctional right now. And every report you hear is, I mean, what? You're hearing reports today about the players leaving lunch, laughing at, you know, laughing at Meyer behind his back and stuff. And it's like, this team is, this is a disaster. And aren't they go to London after this? What what do they have? A London game and then a bye week or something like that after this? That sounds very Jaguars. Because Shotcon basically gave him a reprieve through this weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. After that, you know, yeah, they have the uh, they have the Titans, then they have the UK game, and remember, they then have the bye. So that, you know, you hate to say a natural spot for a removal, but it is. But yeah. but it is if they lose both of those. Ungood, Adam Wainwright. Ungood, sir. Ungood. He walks. He was up. I think he was up 0-2 on Seager. He ends up walking it. So the bases are juiced. The bases are jammed Ungood, with one sir. out. Bets at third, excuse me, is that Bellinger at third? Bets at second, and Seeger at first for Trey Turner. One of, the, one of the other things came out today, Gil, that I wanted to ask you guys and, and wondering about is, so it comes out that Roethlisberger's hurt. Yeah. He's got a hip injury. He didn't practice today. He, he's apparently got some sort of hip injury. They are currently one-point favorites over the Denver Broncos, who will be traveling across country to play them in Pittsburgh, most likely with Drew Locke because you have Teddy Bridgewater in the concussion protocol. If it's not been Ro- if it if it has not been Roethlisberger, does that make you more apt to bet the Steelers than it would if oh. Ben Roethlisberger's in there? Oh, oh my! God. If it's Mason Rudolph, is it? Are you more likely to bet him versus Drew Locke than you are a beat up Ben Roethlisberger versus Drew Locke? Or is this still just a stay away from this game, light this game on fire, don't make my eyes watch this game? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to bet on it. I don't want to do anything. Because I weirdly think I almost like the Steelers better against Drew Locke. Now, if, there's, if Teddy Bridgewater makes some sort of miracle recovery from this concussion thing, then, you know, I, I certainly would never, never bet the Steelers. But if we get Drew Locke, 
against a healthy quarterback for the Steelers? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting. So we have gotten to the point where Mason Rudolph (laughs) or or Dwayne Haskins. Or Dwayne Haskins, whoever. Is better to you than Big Ben. Hall of Famer Big Ben. Also, also, how are we still, like, I mean, obviously we're not at practice. But, like, Dwayne Haskins ain't out playing Mason Rudolph. Like, that's how bad it's been for Dwayne Haskins. Apparently not. You see his work with Washington I football know, team? but, like, I'd still want to give him another shot before I see Mason Rudolph. I think, I think we've said it on the show that Pittsburgh was probably secretly hoping that Dwayne Haskins was going to be this awesome oh, reclamation yes, project. Yeah. Not so much. Nah. Not so much. Bases juice for Trey Turner. 2-1 pitch from Wainwright. He looks. He kicks. The pitch. Fouls it away. 2-2. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk some hockey with Andy McNeil. Matt Brown has asked us to all to remove, remove ourselves from the studio so he can ask all the questions. Yes. That's next on Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil. Hey, we might have him here in uh, 20 seconds with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season to get your digital copy now. For only $9.99. That's $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Not $19.99, Matt. $9.99. $9.99. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring in Andy McNeil from Edmonton, Alberta. His new, brand new studio. He was inspired today by uh, Jason Weingarten's appearances on the network and has decided that he only wants the best in video production. How you doing, man? You good? Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I felt a little, I felt a little uh, slighted, given that that I'm always getting grief from the the production team. Oh, can you you move around? Can you can you adjust your headroom a little bit? Or Jason's just out in the chair, right? Like I mean, <laughs> well, you know, some people have it like that, Andy. What could I tell you? <laughs> we appreciate you putting the primetime action logo there behind you. Thank you for doing that. I see you've taken great care in here. And uh, you also, you have the betting guy. We want to ask you about some of your futures plays in there. You also have this thing that you're going to do on a nightly basis this year. Can you tell us about that? Because this is awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of people, you guys will remember, and and anybody that was... uh... I was tuning into the the show during the the playoffs, specifically the the later portion of the playoffs last year. It was pretty pretty heavy on the player props. So um, big emphasis on on player props this season. Uh, going to be curating uh, a lot of those uh, each and every day, um, and that's that's going to be powered by uh, our partnership with Range Hockey uh, and and the Propagator, which is a, a comprehensive and dynamic player prop pricing tool that that you know prices pretty much every player prop NHL player prop imaginable uh so so we've got a lot of uh, power behind us this year and a lot of a lot of resources behind uh the content that we'll be putting out so I'm, I'm super excited about that but I'm I'm you know almost like I think I'm most excited about the, the spots here on on primetime action because I think um this app and and the player props uh kind of lend itself to what you guys are doing and and you know we can really really get into lots of stuff before uh before the puck drops love it andy the people want to know 
are those suspenders or is that an or is that an overall thing that you've got going on right there? We can't really tell because we don't have like a we don't have a little further down. So what, those what are, are uh, those are overalls, Matt. Oh, okay, all right. No, well, we couldn't <laughs> tell. Have you, ever, we can't, have you ever seen a pair of suspenders? Before? We we can't. I'm from I'm from Louis, I'm from Louisiana, so yes, I've seen them all. I've seen I've seen overalls. I've seen suspenders. I've seen guys wear suspenders with our overalls. So yes, I've seen I've seen the whole nine yards. I know exactly what's going on there. Um, all right, Andy. So listen, you have a ton of different bets that you put in the NHL betting guide, but since we only have a limited amount of time here, w- let's narrow these down to the ones that you are most confident in and the ones that are your favorite. So can you start at least with your very favorite bet that you put in so far? I think my favorite bet that, that I've put in so far is, is the flyers to miss the playoffs. I don't know if I, I talked about it much on this show last season, but I was, I was, I made it pretty clear what I've, I've thought about the Philadelphia Flyers over the last few years. They're a, a mediocre team at best. And, and obviously last year there was a lot of hype around their goaltender Carter Hart and, and that didn't go as planned. I do expect Hart to have a, a rebound year this year um, because, you know, mostly because it's, it would be tough to be any worse than he was. So, um, but the, the Flyers uh, got worse in a lot of ways. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they brought in uh, a little bit of talent on the back end in Ryan Ellis, um, but at 30 years old, it's it's tough to see if if, he, if he's going to be able to you know pivot to a new team uh, without the help of, of Roman Yossi, the guy he was he was shacked up with a lot in Nashville. Um, so I, I like the Flyers to miss the playoffs at, at plus 115. Um, I believe it's plus 105 now, but um, I, I think that's going to happen. I think the, the fair line. Sorry, I've, I've a little bit mixed up here. Uh, fair line on the Flyers to miss the playoffs. Uh, minus one sixty nine. So minus one seventy uh, is what I think it should be. I don't. I don't like their chances. Andy, I was telling you today. I was watching this uh, Toronto Maple Leafs docu series, which again, my review of it is the percentage of curse words based on their entire vocabulary. Well worth the watch just for that alone. Where <laughs> do you stand on the Maple Leafs? Is there a bet on the Leafs this year? Um, I believe I don't, I don't, I didn't personally make a, a bet on the Leafs this year. Um, I do believe there's a little bit of value to go under the point total. Um, 106.5. Um, I'm at, sorry, I'm a little mixed up here. Everything's yeah, all over you the got place. It. Under 106 um, and a half. That's what you have. Yep. I'm at 103. So borderline, I mean, it's, you know, there's a there's a play to be made there. I might have. I think I believe I listed that as a, as one of the value bets that that somebody could make. Um, but it, it's one that I I actually passed on. Um, you know, given that that this team is is you know trending in an upward direction and it's not a huge edge by any means. I, I didn't I didn't mind uh, passing on this one. But I I do believe that that this Toronto team you know is is as good as as I thought last year. The only difference uh, being is that. You know, once the the playoffs start, I'm not going to to you know go out on a limb to defend them. <laughs> That's for sure. So, Andy, you said you're 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 down on the Flyers. What's a team that maybe you are much higher on than what you've seen? Kind of the other pundits out there talk about. You know what? I don't. You know, I don't. I think some of the basement teams. I think I'm a little higher than. Uh, you know, I think I had a, a. You know, there's some value on betting Ottawa over. Um, actually that's moved quite a bit. I have them at 80 points and I know that you could get much better than that before. So let's throw that one out the window. Um, I, I think I'm mostly on the, on the other camp. Like there's, 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 
there's quite a few teams that I think have been getting a lot of love over the offseason that I'm, you know, simply not that high on. Um, but um, as far as a team that I, I do think could surprise a few people, I would have said the Los Angeles Kings. Unfortunately, they they lost their uh, Rookie of the Year candidate, Quentin Byfield, uh, who fractured his ankle uh, last night in a in a preseason game. So that's a big blow to the team. Um, I do like what the Winnipeg Jets are, are you know, coming into the season. I think it's uh, it's sort of quiet. Uh, I, I believe uh, you can bet the Jets uh, at minus one fifty to make the playoffs, and I think that's a good bet. Um, but I, I think you know there hasn't been a lot of talk about Winnipeg. They've kind of flown under the radar, but they've improved their defense, which was pretty much their Achilles heel. Uh, so I, I think, you know, between Connor Hellebuck and the skill they have in the forward corps and an improved blue line, um, I think they could surprise some people and, and you know, kind of make, uh, you know, keep keep the heat on uh, a team like the Colorado Avalanche in the Central Division. Andy, I know I asked you about this team uh, when you were on a numbers game, but I want to ask for the primetime action audience. The Kraken uh, expansion team in Seattle. We are our, our, our most recent experience with an expansion team was the Vegas Golden Knights getting all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. That was a, yeah. a bit of a different situation with different rules in that expansion draft. You are not as bullish on the Kraken. You have them missing the playoffs. Is that right? Yeah, more often than not. And if and if if they make it to the Stanley Cup Final, I'm just going to quit doing this and and just call <laughs> it call it a on the know, call it a career. Uh, but um, but no, I, I think that they'll miss about 56% of the time, a fair line of minus 127, I believe. Um, and uh, what are you guys seeing out there right now for uh, for miss the playoffs uh, at DraftKings? Um, it was plus 115. Um, check on that for when, you. When I, uh, when, I, when I wrote the guide, um, but I obviously like it up to, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I would lay a little bit of juice there, but... Um, at this point, I mean, you're you're chasing it. You could have got a far better number earlier. Um, there was a lot of hype on this team a month ago, even, uh, and that sort of has died out a little bit. So, um, you know, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here. But, but yeah, the the team they're they're structured pretty well. But it, it's just a matter of where the goal is going to come from. They don't have a, a, a any kind of elite offensive talent to rely on. Still 115, Andy. Still 115. Cool. Andy, we noticed that the that uh, that your betting guide is priced at nine ninety nine, but the NFL betting guide was priced at nineteen ninety nine. Is there any reason why it's ten dollars cheaper? We were thinking maybe it should have been more expensive because it's more specialized. Yeah, well, I think it's just not as many people care about hockey, so uh, it's you know <laughs> football's an it's twenty nine ninety nine starting tomorrow. That, that's what, so you got to go get it tonight. Football's an easy sell, right? I mean, uh, you know, for for me, it's it's. It's the gold standard, but uh, the NFL uh, betting guide's pretty good too. So, you legit have in the betting guide about twenty different bets. You you not I think you, over over twenty, yeah. There's over like twenty five in there. Okay, so yeah. for nine ninety nine, again, Kelly did the and, math. It's like you know twenty three cents a bet for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah, um, that that um, that. The, the the thing about the guide that I love though is there's more bets in there than I've listed. I mean, you it, it, the more you shop around, uh, the more value that you're going to get out of it. You you might find a bet that I don't you know specifically list in there, um, but because you have my projections, you can easily tell where the value bets are. I love it, Andy. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy, and we'll talk often this year. And looking forward to the propagator, man. For sure. Take care, guys. Andy McNeil, everybody at Digital Gambler on Twitter. Looking forward to his hockey analytics.
on a weekly basis here on Primetime Action. We'll come back. We'll update the baseball game. Devil Magic from the Cardinals. We'll tell you why. Coming back. Still one to nothing. Going into the bottom of the fourth. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything that VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Justin Turner, Kelly. With Keep the s- winners rolling tonight, boys. Let's go. You had four to one on, four on to Justin, one, Justin Turner, Turner hitting a home run. run. That like hanging curveball yeah, that got launched into outer space. Deposited in yes. the left field seats. So that is a that is a good one there. Uh thank you to Pat Booker out there. Um we were driving to the studio here, and so you do miss news every now and then whenever we are in transit. So Isaiah Wynn. And uh, Mike Onwenu, and that is the starting left tackle and the starting left guard for the Patriots, both got put on the COVID list about three o'clock this afternoon our time. So Ooh, that is big. So that is too. Now it is it is said is no word on whether they are vaccinated because of course if they are, all they have to do is get a get two um, get two negative tests uh, within a twenty four hour period, and then they would be eligible. But um, that is that is news, and that is probably why we have seen this move come through here. So two two offensive linemen for the Patriots have been put on the COVID list. Oh, and there's your explanation. So there is that. And then the other thing here that was a kind of a bigger move today as well was we were talking about how we loved, loved, loved the Vikings as a teaser leg. That has moved all the way to eight and a half. It's moved to nine at a couple of books. This thing was at seven, seven and a half, all yeah, the wow. way to eight and a half, nine. That's a big move in 24 hours. I, yeah. I was sitting at seven when we were talking about that yesterday, yes. right? Yeah, yesterday it was sitting at seven, moved all the way to eight and a half, nine there in that one. So, again, if you do want to get in and make that part of one of your teasers this week, uh, it is still available in the eight and a half range at a, f- a few books, but it might be on its way to nine at your local book here sometime. Nine and is a half. it nine and a half? Zero point nine and a half. Wow. Mm. Mm. Luckily, I've got that one already tied in enough, Matt. I don't know about you, but I mean, I saw. I mean, you know, Frank Ragnow, one of the better offensive linemen for the Lions, got got placed on IR, but I didn't know that would be enough for. For people to go in and move this thing a point and a half or two two points in the case of here at the South Point. Well, that's some, wow. uh, we appreciate that because we couldn't figure mm-hmm. out the Patriots thing for sure. And so that led some insight. Now, for that, that messes with my head for Survivor because if I wanted to take the Patriots against the Texans, now I have the slightest bit of pause. So that's actually, a, so I was looking at this earlier today. I thought the surefire play this week would be the Patriots. Me too. And that definitely changes things a ton. A ton. Because it's not well, one offensive lineman. It's, it's two. two. Two starting difference between one injury and cluster injury. Yeah, yeah, that's not fun. So that's let's hope let's hope they're vaccinated. They get the two tests, yes. and then it's and we not, don't know if they're vaccinated. No, it said is unknown currently whether they are mm-hmm. or not. A uh, few things about this baseball game, by the way, one to one now, one down in the bottom of the fourth between the Cardinals and the Dodgers. The winner advances to take on the San Francisco Giants in a best of five division series. The loser goes home, and that could be the one hundred six win Dodgers 
if it goes against them, which would just be so cruel. But one-to-one right now in this ballgame, a few things. One, uh, the thing about Max Scherzer's inefficiency. So he's, I think, 78 pitches through uh, four. Don't hold me to that number exactly. But basically, he's at a 20-pitch-per-inning uh, sort of tilt, just a tick below that. Yeah, they do have Julio Arias, which is a great player to put in, a great pitcher to put in after him. Imagine you got a 20-game winner in there. Uh, to uh, come in after Scherzer if that's the move that Davey Roberts wants to make. But, as you mentioned off-air, Matt, what that would do to the Dodgers if they advance messes with their rotation for the division series. Their plan was to go Bueller, Urias then. Right. But, obviously, if you pitch tonight, that would not be the case. And and they have no choice but to do that because, obviously, if you lose tonight, you're out. Uh, A reminder, because it's a one-to-one game, we revert to regular extra-inning rules. Tonight, if I'm not mistaken, we do not play the shenanigans of this year and last year where there's a ghost man at second. We don't determine playoff games that way. So that's just a reminder. Um, And three, before the Justin Turner home run, and even now with the game tied at 1-1, two down in the fourth, in the bottom of the fourth, think about what the the Cardinals have done on defense in in the first three innings of this game. Mm -hmm. There was the Wainwright stabbing of the line drive to end the first. Then there was the unbelievable play that Tommy Edmond made at second base when he slid on the uh, the grass behind the infield dirt to, to, to have a put out at first, which was just an unbelievable play. And then getting out of a bases-loaded one-out jam last inning with a tailor-made double play ball up the middle. So the Cardinals just doing devil's magic Cardinals things in this ballgame. And then there's Juan Soto showing up on a promotional tour to be MVP in the stands as well. He should just show up at every playoff game. <laughs> just uh, go around waving to the crowd. And nice. everybody's like, who's that? I'm your MVP. <laughs> and through those four innings and those 78 pitches, Scherzer has only racked up three strikeouts. So likely not wow. going to hit that strikeout prop again. That's set, set at seven and a half. So he'd have to get to eight. Probably in the next two innings. I don't think that is going to be the case. Wainwright, on the other hand, his was just sitting at three and a half. Uh, he's at three right now. So one more and he's going to hit the over on his. That said, he just threw his 72nd pitch. He's right. one strike away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his uh, pitch count has uh, has gotten up there as well. But you didn't necessarily, uh, well, you did to some degree, because Wainwright can be pretty efficient mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, they're both, both having themselves uh, quite the time of it. Very uh, long at-bats, and right now a 2-2 pitch as Wainwright tries to go over his strikeout prop, which is at uh, three and a half. He's at three right now. Facing Beatty in the uh, pitch. Ooh, outside. 3-2. Gil, I really hope this Patriots thing works out for you because I do not want you to have to try to decide, like, between the Titans or the Raiders or something like this week. There's, like, that's just I that's mean, horrible. There's, there's a bunch of, I mean, the Vikings, right? You could play them this week if you wanted to, but I don't necessarily want to f- want to play against the Lions and Survivor. There's a, there's a bunch of little choices. The Ravens against the Colts. Wait, wait, stay, stay again with Lions, Vikings. Like more, you don't want to burn the burn the Vikings and I, I don't, Lions. I don't know that I want to. I don't know that I care about burning the Vikings, but I, I don't like the Lions are frisky enough where I don't feel comfortable. Okay, interesting. Them. That's what I thought. That's the the way I thought you meant. Yeah. It, okay. And then the Ravens play the Colts. Ravens, maybe. I don't know. I have to look at. Their, Is this their the schedule. entry that you used the Bucks already? Correct. Okay, so yes. they're not an option. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean it. The power ranking for me was definitely Patriots, then Vikings, but now with this whole Patriots thing. Patriots were definitely where I was leading. Yeah, that is. Because I I do think any opportunity you have before Terod Taylor comes back, fade the Texans. Yes. But 
now this. It's never easy, man. Cowboys up there, too, for me, this, at least for me this week. I, the, I like that one. Though if Bill Belichick coached a high school team against the Texans this week, could he coach him up and beat them? Texas high school team, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only, you the look only, at it that way. I, I guess the... I guess the deal about if you do if you do dodge playing the Patriots this week, you know the Jets are coming up on their schedule. So at least there's at least there's that, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Correct. This so, is this is also I will say this. It is much more difficult to get to the like if you're trying to plan out the rest of your survivor, mm-hmm. it's really difficult at this point in the season to find a clear path. You're it's still way too early. And in the circuit case of Survivor, you have the Thanksgiving and Christmas quirk. So you have to account for that, which makes it exponentially more difficult to figure out a way to get to Thanksgiving. And then if you're lucky enough to get to Christmas. So it's tough on a week to week basis. Thanksgiving games this year? Um, I will tell you right now. Obviously, Dallas and Detroit involved in uh, the Thanksgiving games. But um, so Thanksgiving, there's three games on Thanksgiving and the quirk on Christmas is not actually just the Christmas Day game. It's actually the game before Christmas in addition to the Christmas Day game. So Thanksgiving, the three play, the three games are the Bears at the Lions, the Raiders at the Cowboys and the Bills at the Saints. Bears at Lions, Raiders at Cowboys, Bills at Saints. Yeah, man, exactly. And then Christmas, which is a game on the 23rd and two games on Christmas Day. 49ers at Titans, Browns at Packers, Colts at Cardinals. So I'm not going to tell you That's who I've I saved. Didn't... I'm not going to tell you who I've saved, but I mean, look, we, we mentioned this. We mentioned this last. I mean, we mentioned this last year, and, and we're we're friends with the guys over there. So we're saying I, I don't like the Thanksgiving quirk. I don't think. Oh, it's it's, I, it's I don't, horrible. I don't like it. I think it's it's trying to think this a little bit. I, I think you're d- trying too hard here because it, it puts too much luck into. Well, it. All, yeah, because what you just mentioned that. that that is, I mean, I guess maybe depending on the state of the Saints by the time you get there, but out of that, it's so coin flippy, right? So it's basically yeah. your your whole your strategy, 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 strategy to get to that point, and it's like, oh, okay, well, let's let's flip so a it's coin. It's what I said last year. I said yeah. I could I could skillfully get you to Thanksgiving. What yeah. happens on Thanksgiving is your guess is yeah. as good as mine. And I was able to get through Thanksgiving, but then yeah, again, let's just hope that the the Saints are terrible for your sake, and then you can just play the Bills. Let's just hope. Be not, terrible. Not going to tell you what my teams that are saving are, but <laughs> let's just say you might have hit on one. <laughs> all right. We've done all we can do. One-to-one Dodgers and Cardinals. Great game at Chavez Ravine. As always, the nightcap will take over from here. Tim Murray, Sean King over at Circa. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.